The promise of adventure drives every RV journey. For those of you looking to launch life's journeys, I welcome all of you to the Where's Willie podcast, powered by Heartland RV, a leading manufacturer of towable recreational vehicles in the United States. Heartland RV manufactures over 15 brands of fifth wheels, travel trailers, and toy haulers. Heartland RV brands are sold through an independent network of dealers throughout the United States and Canada. No matter how many miles you travel, we all have a story to share about our journey. I'm excited for all of you to learn about today's guest and their life's journey. Sharing life's journeys while on my own journey. This is what the Where's Willie podcast is all about. The Where's Willie podcast is produced and managed by Jacket Media Co. and is powered by Heartland RV, an American manufacturer of recreational vehicles located in Elkhart, Indiana, and is a subsidiary of Thor Industries. Heartland owns Cruiser RV and DRV Luxury Suites. Whether you are new to traveling the world one mile at a time, or you've raised a family with thousands of memories made at a campsite, this podcast is all about people, journeys, and stories that are to be shared. Celebrities, C-suite executives, or even full-time RV campers, we are all on our own life's journey. And I'm simply going coast to coast in North America to share these journeys with you. Today, you will be able to meet an amazing human and author named Kennedy Layton. If any of you have a daughter of your own, I believe that Kennedy can serve as the standard in which you want your daughter to become. She is wise beyond her years, grounded in faith through unimagined adversity. Author Kennedy Layton invites you to follow her in her own life's journey in her book, Dear Kennedy, to which I have an autographed copy. Thank you. And just released, I think this week, a brand new tool that she authored. And it's more than just a journal, but it is a challenge of 21 days to make your journey ahead nothing but miraculous every single day, regardless of the storms that you may face. Miss Kennedy Layton, welcome to the Where's Willie podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. So to get things started and to give a little bit of context, you know, you and I had talked a little bit, you know, offline um, when I was provided the books, kind of understood your background as far as being an author. Um, I know that uh, your father means a tremendous deal to you and your story to me is just one of inspiration because as a father of a beautiful daughter myself, um, you always try because kids never ask to be here to do everything you can to protect them and shield them from storms and rain. You want sunshine every day. Your story as an author of this book, Dear Kennedy, Unfortunately, you had to face a storm. Um, so I guess to start out, you know, welcome again to the podcast. But if you would, like I do with everybody, just kind of share kind of your background, where you grew up and how you became an author and what Dear Kennedy is all about. Right. So I'm Kennedy Layton. Um, I'm actually from the small town of Schoolcraft, Michigan. Um, I grew up um, 
you know, playing sports all throughout my life with a really great family, kind of like the, the picture-perfect family. I was middle child between two brothers, and my mom actually worked at a church most of my life. My dad coached me in basketball when I was young, and, um, you know, just seemed to really have it all together. And um, in 2014, uh, my mother ended up passing away from complications with um, anorexia and alcoholism. And so um, it was it was a very interesting, um, I guess you could say, death. Um, a lot of people didn't really realize the struggles that my mom had. And even as um, a middle school girl, it's really confusing, right? Um, you know, watching your mom struggle with something like this after she had just been a champion to you in so many ways. Um, what was really, you know, a hard part for me to comprehend was uh, my mom was one of the most incredible people I think I, I still have ever known. Um, she was special in a way where she kind of had this magnet to her. Um, literally, my childhood is stories and stories of just her serving others and loving people for where they're at. Like we would be in the middle of a grocery store and all of a sudden we'd be hearing somebody's life story and um, she would just make these connections with people. And so that was really like the basis of my childhood was just um, both my parents just showed me like, you know, what it meant to love people and um, to always choose kindness. Um, so when she passed in 2014, uh, it was uh, beyond devastating. And sometimes when you uh, lose somebody you love, the world can kind of become your enemy, right? Um, you get like a poor me attitude and uh, this doesn't make sense. And I was questioning a lot of things about, you know, my beliefs and my family and my life. And so I'm going into high school. And so high school as it is, is already super confusing for um, teenagers. And um, I'm 14 and I was hanging out with the wrong crowd, probably thinking and doing a lot of things that a 14 year old girl shouldn't be thinking or doing. And um, um, it was my 16th birthday and the principal, principal of my high school reached out and she said, can I take you to dinner for your birthday? And I was like, that is so weird. Like I am not going to dinner with my high school principal. Um, luckily my dad uh, pushed me into it and he was like, you're going like this, this she wants to take you to dinner. And um, I went and um, that night has, changed my life forever. Uh, I showed up to this dinner and one by one uh, women, um, some of them I knew, some of them I didn't, joined us and um, they all wrote me a letter of things I'm going to face in my life without my mom here. So it was from my career choice to my passions to, you know, taking care of my spiritual journey, um, really everything. And uh, they took the time to be so vulnerable and real about their experiences in life that um, it just, it, it changed my heart, you know, it changed where I was going and what I was doing because it kind of took me out of like the pessimistic view of life and made me realize like, you know what, everybody deals with some really hard things in life. And um, why don't we choose to come together and help each other through that? And um, so after the 16th birthday, they did it again for my 18th birthday. And, you know, that's confusing too, going into college. And uh, I I'm just, I feel indebted to them forever because what they did for me and how they chose to love me in some of my hardest times um, was just incredible. And so 
I put the letters in the book um, along with my experiences, my mom's experiences. And, um, you know, there's people, there's kids that lose their parents, both one every single day and never will ever receive the type of love and guidance that I did. And to me, that, that's unfair. And I, I want to be I, I would I want to be that person for somebody else. You know, if my story can help somebody else, then um, I might as well share it. And a big part of like losing my mom kind of taught me that life is precious. And, you know, I don't know when my last day is. And um, I was really nervous because I was only 19 when I, I self-published Dear Kennedy. And I was nervous because I'm like, you know, people can sometimes look down on you when you're younger. But um, I, I, I really didn't want to let that stop me because what if something happens and then I never... I never published it. And um, I just felt like my story needed to be heard and um, the stories that the woman shared with me needed to be heard. And yeah, so that's where Dear Kennedy comes from. That's awesome. So since you released Dear Kennedy, do you have some stories or you know, have the, has there been feedback? Because the book has just been phenomenal. Um, I think if nothing else, you know, I always gravitate to the terms perspective and gratitude. And I think to your point, the one thing that maybe you and I could both agree on is that Adversity is a tremendous tool to bring you back to center and give you some perspective on what else could be terrible and be thankful that you have maybe not as much adversity as somebody else. So there's the perspective piece. But then also gratitude is, you know, when you're in these valleys and you feel all alone and it's very difficult to have empathy when other people haven't experienced what you went through. And as I said, in the context of the Where's Willie podcast, everybody's journey even if we venture down the same road, even if there's, you know, women, men who've lost a parent, on the appearance, it's the same path. But yet each, what you've experienced in that was different. A lot right. of it was unique to the relationship that you had with your mother. Um, mm -hmm. Other peoples would have a different relationship as well. So, you know, through your journey, through the sharing of all of these letters, Dear Kennedy, that you've culminated into a book. What has been, I guess, the thing that has probably given you just the most happiness uh, in terms of feedback from other people that have reached out to you to just simply say, hey, you know what? This book has done blank for me. Yeah, that it's that has been like so rewarding for me, the connections that I've made through this book. And um, actually just recently, um, I was out to breakfast with my older brother. Um, he was home visiting and um, uh, I, I, I go home and about like a couple hours later, I get like a, a direct message on Instagram and uh, this guy was reaching out and he sent me this really long message about how um, he had seen my book shared through a mutual friend and we don't know each other personally. He's like, but I ordered your book because um, he just lost his grandparents. And he's like, I just, I just, you know, I, I wanted to support, you know, you know, you through this and um he's like I read it kind of with no expectations and he's like I read it once and then I read it again and he's like it it changed my perspective on a lot of things and he was just like so thankful that I shared my story and um he was my first buyer of miraculous every day and it was just like so crazy like my my waiter at a breakfast place in Kalamazoo like ended up like recognizing me and he was like it was just like unbelievable. And at, at that point, I was like, wow, like, I, I really, I can't even like grasp the amount of people that I've read it. And I mean, there's so many stories of like, um, 
my mom's good friend, we were, I was really young when I knew her. She, she reached out to me and um, she just said like, you know, she, she saw my mom struggle um, with this, with alcoholism. And, and she was, she was always so scared to reach out to me and talk to me about it because it's, it's a touchy sub subject, you know, it's awkward. Sure. And um, when I released it and um, she ended up buying it and reading it and she was just like, so proud of how I was able to, I guess, handle the, the baggage that comes with a loved one dealing with an addiction because it's hard and it's really confusing. And so, yeah, there, that's, those two have been some of my, you know, most eye-opening things. Just hearing that my book was able to um, resonate with people means, means the world to me. You know, that was the whole goal of it. So. That's awesome. And, you know, it's great for, as I said, we, we had talked a little bit offline. So kind of looking at, Hey, how has life changed since you become a self-published author? Um, you know, and, and obviously your own personal growth through this adversity that you, you have overcome, uh, relative to the process of, you know, authoring your book, because, you know, uh, in the world of RVing, you know, people are traveling all over the place now because of this pandemic. Uh, they're selling their homes. They're they're now realizing that this pandemic is more than just adversity, but it's an opportunity to go, hey, you know, life is not about having the 5,000 square foot home. Uh, you can lose that. And what you can gain is life's experiences. So relative to your journey of, you know, going public with your vulnerabilities, uh, taking on adversity with your own battle of losing somebody that meant the world to you, um, supporting and just as a daughter, you know, loving your dad and, and, you know, having the bond that you have with your family personally in your own journey of the, all right, becoming a self-published author. What was that process like? Did you have resources or people that helped you as you were on that journey of, you know, making this idea come to fruition? Right. That was, that it was really difficult. Um, it felt like a lot of times I would take two steps forward and three steps back. But in those moments when I'm in those three steps back and in that moment of like pain and uncertainty, um, you know, it was like all of a sudden I had a huge leap forward. Mm. And um, it just like the whole process of like the pain and how tedious it was, um, it produced a lot of strength, I feel like within me because it's it's a it's it's tedious to sit down and write and also scary to be able to like say everything you want to say and be vulnerable. It takes a lot of courage. But the process itself, um, I had I had so much support. I really did. My my dad is like was incredible through the whole thing. But when it came to like navigating how to actually publish and what to do and when to do it, it's Nobody really knew because I um, I don't really have anybody in my life who was an author who can kind of share this. And also just being a college student, um, it's it's expensive to do, you know, editing, um, the branding, the marketing. It's it's really confusing process. And so I just kind of took it upon myself to where I was like, you know what, like, I believe in myself that I can I can do this and I have a great support system and word of mouth stuff travels far. And um I've been able to just kind of through other people be able to like spread news about my book. But um, so the self-publishing thing is really confusing, uh, but I, I figured it out. And that is like one of my most proud accomplishments is just like, you know, I did it. Like I can look at my book and just like, yeah, that was me. I got to do that. And so, yeah, it's it was confusing, but I had a great support system. So as we look at, you know, what would normally be, 
you're on site doing book signings and traveling the country and sharing your book to different groups, organizations. I know that there's a lot of uh, nonprofit organizations that have taken uh, to light your story and, and your book. And I'm sure a lot of listeners too, you know, again, uh, dear Kennedy, a lot of people camp, a lot of people like to read. And so it's a, to me, it's a remarkable memoir. And again, you've paid uh, amazing homage to all these uh, human hearts that have reached out to you to help you. And I also know that, you know, you are grounded uh, in faith. And I believe at this point in time, the Lord said, all right, time out. She's good for a while. Um, you know, battling adversity, you know, at home with the loss of your mom and that journey. And then also, you know, things just aren't easy because you can't go see people. We have this thing called a pandemic, right. which prompts me to, you could easily rest on your laurels because again, you're what, 21? Just 20. 20. Wow. Okay. <laughs> 20 years old. You've authored two books now. And you did one. If if doing Dear Kennedy wasn't enough during when you could communicate with people, you said, hey, screw it. I'm going to write a book during the, <laughs> the pandemic of the century. What what was it about? Was it present day? Was it a culmination of since you first authored the book and interactions and communication that you've got? What what sparked the motivation of Miraculous Every Day? So it actually started when the whole pandemic started. Okay. Um, I, you know, school went online, so I moved back home and I was just, I felt like I had like no purpose. Like I was just kind of going through the motions every day and I just was like, you know, what can bring some light to my life again? And so I just kind of started writing and um, I I feel like a big part of my, um, the lessons that I've learned was like, I, I really try to live a positive life. You know, I, I really try to always just like be joyful and like find the, the miracles and blessings in my life. And um, so Miraculous Every Day, um, it's kind of like a culmination of a lot of things that I do. Um, so it's um, each day, um, I think it's really important to start out with like your intention, like just focusing on on, on something each day. So. For example, Miraculous Every Day, you start out, day one is kindness. And then um, it's also, you write your top three things that you're thankful for that day, your top three priorities. And then each day you um, have like a daily challenge, a self-reflection question, a quote, and a Bible verse. Um, just to kind of all within the theme of the intention of the day. And um, so I designed the challenge and I, I took it myself and it was, it was so much fun. And I, I just like enjoyed it because I got to know like myself in a new way. Um, I had my, my friends, my roommates take it at school um, just to kind of see how it was. And um, I was like, you know what? I could actually like do something with this. This um, it, it was just like all me was fun to make. I, I did a lot of like the graphic design for it. And um, I just figured like, it could bring some light into our world right now. And um, especially with the pandemic, like still being able to like wake up and find your routine. A lot of people are working at home right now, but like this can kind of be a new way to kind of like challenge themselves um, and find that joy and find that light again and find those miracles. Um, but also a big part of it. So I worked on it um, a lot this summer and then I moved back to school um, and I, um, I got really, really sick. And um, I, I woke up one morning, um, I had the fever, the chills, my throat was like super swollen, I was super sick and I, I don't usually get sick. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have COVID. Like this is definitely like, this is, this is horrible. So um, I got two COVID tests and a strep test and they all came back negative. 
And I was like, what is going on? And um, it lasted about two weeks. And then on, I think it was a Monday or Tuesday, um, I went to my roommates. I was like, somebody has to take me to the ER. Like, I know something is off. So I went to the ER. Um, they gave me another COVID test. And um, I had the fever. I was just like in and out of sleep, just so, so exhausted. And um, they ended up finding that I had a bacterial infection in my blood and it caused sepsis. So it was like the weirdest experience of of my life. Like I was in the hospital during COVID without COVID. And so I'm all by myself for about a week and I'm laying there in my hospital bed. And it was almost like God was like yelling at me, like you're taking a time out here for a second because I'm going like a million miles per hour with school and trying to do this book and working and just all these things. And um, I was just like totally neglecting like my own personal self. And so um, it was, it's all about kind of, the book is about finding that stillness and being able to just like be in the present moment and be intentional with yourself and like your relationship with the world and with, you know, whether you believe in God or not, your faith, your spirituality. And um, so, yeah. So as soon as I got out of the hospital, I, um, I just, I, I got to work really hard on Miraculous every day because I was like, you know, this is what I want to do because um, no matter what I've gone through in my life, like God has just always shown up in ways that I can't really explain. Um, it's, it's just like an overwhelming sense of peace an overwhelming sense of like, this is right. This feels right. And um, it's exciting. And I just want people to also feel that excitement. And, you know, this book maybe will help somebody realize like what they're passionate about and what, what sets their soul on fire. And um, that's my hopes for it. Because, you know, if I'm 20 years old and I can, I can do this stuff, like there's a lot, of, there's people out there older than me that I know I can, they can do it too. And there's people that younger, younger than me that they, they can do it too. Um, you know, through adversity out, you know, comes our most beautiful miracles. So, yeah. And and what's a miracle to me is the fact that you wrote this in a way to which even I could do this. <laughs> uh, you know, for those that are listening and watching, um, I have to be a little honest. I'm not the biggest reader in the world. Um, and you've made this very, very simple uh, to read. So if I were to recommend, or we just simply suggested, you know, you said that this isn't just for, you know, young teenage women, this is anybody, including a six foot three meathead like me, um, that can use this challenge. And it's only 21 days. Why 21 days? Um, I, this is so, somebody else asked me this too. 21 days to me was like something that I always, I always did. And maybe it's more personal. Like if I was trying to build a habit in my life, I always was like 21 days, like give it 21 days. And so I'd keep track. So when I was trying to like, I was getting really into like my gratitude stuff. Um, I just made it a habit. I did it for 21 days. And then after that, it was just like, you know, this is a habit for me to like say my gratitude stuff. And so it's just about like three weeks and that's like easy enough. That's not super daunting to people, you know, like I, um, I have like friends, I don't know if you've ever heard of like the 75 hard challenge, oh, but yeah. like 75 days, like that sounds a lot. And to a lot of people that that'll, that's scary and they don't want to do that. And so sometimes like looking at just 21 days, it's like easier to kind of wrap your mind around like, oh, I can do that. But like those 21 days are super intentional and like super real and um, it's short, but it's, you know, um, miraculous. So yeah. and, and honestly, both books, 
you've made to where, like I said, if you're a meathead like me and, you know, you struggle to read a big book, these are not, you know, J.R.R. Tolkien size. So, you know, you've made them uh, very concise, uh, great reads, especially, and they don't take up a lot of space. You know, a lot of our RVers, they don't have a lot of room in these things. Um, I guess the question for all the listeners, and they're immediately going to be asking is, so Dear Kennedy and Miraculous Every Day, where are these available? Where can they purchase these books? You can purchase them on Amazon or um, my personal website, which is kennedymarlene.com. Um, so there's also like a bundle. I do. I have like a little special promotion on the bundle, buying both of them, both signed copies right now um, for Christmas and for the new year. The new year, I think it's a good way to start your year off with a bundle. So yeah, Amazon or my personal website. All right. And to be clear, because COVID, do, is there a stock of these available? If people order or is there a delay right now or are you good right now? There is a little bit of a delay just because printing and shipping stuff. Okay. Um, but I think they more put that out there to say there's a delay if there is one. But um, lately it's it hasn't been a problem. So I think that, you know, it's, it, it's dependent on I think the current status of uh, what's going on with COVID. But yeah. Now, the other thing I want to ask, too, because we're in a social world, um, and if people think it's really cool to connect with authors, are you available to the public on social, and then what platforms uh, can people reach out to you on? Yep, so I primarily on Instagram is one of my big things, so my Instagram is Ken Layton, and then uh, Facebook. I have I run a blog on Facebook called Dear Kennedy, um, and yeah, so those are my two things that I really connect with people on, but uh, my website too gives people uh, the opportunity to kind of like email or chat with me on there, um, which I'm on there every day. So, yeah, those yeah, and we'll and we'll be sure to share all those links too for the listeners too. So, um, you know, we're recording now, but when this goes live uh, with Jacket Media Co. and Nicholas Marketing PR, we'll make sure to have links available for everybody to see that. So again, dear Kennedy, and also miraculous every day. A 21-day challenge, I would say. That's simple enough for a guy like me to read and go through. Uh, Very, very well done. The fact that you did this uh, as a self-published author is incredible. And the fact that you did this all at the age of 20 is either humbling and embarrassing on my behalf because you've already achieved more than what I have in my life. But it's uh, it's really incredible because you allowed yourself to be vulnerable uh, with the sole purpose of your vulnerability maybe serving a greater purpose to impact other people's lives. One of the things that I say too before we close is I talk about, again, continuing this life's journey. So where you're at today, uh, other than you know fulfilling orders and the miraculous every day, what is, I guess, your goal or the next plan? Is there a you know, little hint, hint or a teaser? Is there already something in the works that maybe or maybe not you will be uh, doing it to continuing uh, being an author? Yeah, so um, I'll graduate college December 2021. And okay. then um, after that, I I would love to continue to write. Um, so I'm working on, um, I, I guess, another book right now. It's kind of just, um, just starting, just some ideas going around. I definitely will be writing more in the future, but um, it's more about, um, more aimed towards college girls. Uh, so that is kind of like my next target audience and next target book. Um, you know, things I wish I knew because that, that's not the name of it yet, but you know, just lessons that I've learned throughout college and, um, wanting to be able to share that with others. So yeah, that's kind of the next project in the works right now. 
Awesome. Well, Kennedy, I'm hopeful that all of our listeners and viewers um, learn your story and also uh, get your books. They are incredible. I know my own daughter, um, she's gotten a little teary eyed, but you've done a great found, you know, you've done a great job giving Mackenzie um, some perspective. And I think that right now it's very easy, especially during a pandemic, to lose sight of perspective and, and lose sight of what you do have. Uh, when other people, uh, you know, maybe don't have as much as you. So um, thank you so much, Miss Kennedy Layton. Check out her book, Dear Kennedy. And also, uh, you know, for everybody listening, Christmas time, there's a special bundle uh, from the Where's Willie podcast. Just kidding. It's on her website to get both books uh, just in time for the holidays. Um, so Miss Kennedy Layton, Wise Beyond Your Years, a Thanks. true inspiration and an up and coming author that I think a lot of people are going to get to know. So you better get comfortable doing podcasts. <laughs> I, I want to thank I want to thank you for your time and sharing your life's journey today on the Where's Willie podcast. Again, produced and managed by Jacket Media Co. and powered by Heartland RV. To all of our listeners, thank you all so much for tuning in and your support. If you want to share your life's journey with us or know somebody that would, please go to Where'sWillyPodcast.com and complete the registration form. Thank you all for tuning in today on the Where's Willie podcast and learning about the amazing author, Miss Kennedy Layton at 20 years old. Dear Kennedy was the first with the follow-up, Miraculous Every Day, 21-Day Challenge. Thank you so much, Kennedy. Thank you for tuning in to the Where's Willie show. For more information on future shows, please visit Where'sWillyPodcast.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Where's Willie Podcast and on Twitter at Where's Willie P-O-D. Thank you all so much. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.